I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. Obviously didn't get the memo tonight with the uh, purple away strip, boys. Thank, thanks for that. Um, but let's uh, get to tonight's lineup. Uh, starting with Andy. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I just remembered what game this was used in. First, the first game uh, was a, a Lindstrom two yellow cards in 20 minutes job. Maybe <laughs> not, not a good shout after all for the, the top tonight. But aye, good, mate. Top man, yeah, that was a, a shocker that, that night, wasn't it? Um, are you Davey Pete? Smashing Mason, yeah, good to be back on. Obviously, we've got uh, that lot to look forward to the weekend, you know. And the closer we get to kick off, the more positive I'm getting. I, I don't know, I think it's just in in my genes, I guess. Uh, but uh, by the time we get to half past one on Sunday, I'll be uh, absolutely it will be a guaranteed Rangers victory. I'm pleased to report. <laughs> I hope you're right, Davey. I really, really do. Um, and always, you know, as always, thanks for, for everyone getting the comments in early. Got a lot uh, already, uh, everyone listening. So, uh, yeah, please give us a like and, and get more comments in. Uh, we've got a lot to get through. Um, I feel like I say that every time on it, but when, when Rangers are involved, it's never never a dull minute. Um, but before we come on to that, that big game on Sunday, Andy, uh, some big news this week with Stuart Robertson will be leaving the football club after eight years as, as manager-director. Um, what was your thoughts uh, of this news uh, that, that broke uh, a couple of days ago? We said eight years. It felt more like 18 years. Uh, it seems like he's just kind of been lingering around for a, uh, longer than longer than you think. Um, but uh, I could, I could, you kind of could for, forecast that you might see some more changes after Douglas Park um, moved on. And, and uh, I, I'm actually kind of more positive about it I'm not as worried as some people might be with James Bisgrove taking over um, I don't know if that's a younger younger element of myself um, looking for a kind of younger head taking one of the, the key roles at the club I mean he it, 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 it can look back in fondness of um, 55 Sevilla and New Edmondson House um, as his kind of his portfolio um, but the the later stages of his tenure, I think, were overshadowed by a wee bit of backlash from the fans, shall we say. Yeah, if the fan pressures uh, took its toll, and uh, look, I think it was, it was, in my opinion, it was the right thing to do. I think the football club needs changes. David P, before we come on to uh, Bisgrove and and the, and the rest of it, what was your thoughts on on Stuart Robertson's uh, time at, at Rangers? Well, I think it was just a, probably, if I was to be kind to him, and I'm going to be kind to him, it was just a kind of safe hand on the tiller. You know, we knew he was one of us. There was nothing outrageous. You know, he, he kind of made the right noises when it was required of him. 
but there was no, there was nothing imaginative. There was no kind of big breakthrough. It was just a steady as she goes type appointment, which is perhaps maybe what we needed at the time when he was appointed. But it was a, I, I think we should be bolder, uh, and you know I have my own thoughts, you know, on, on, on Rangers going forward and and maybe what's required to kind of push things on, and and we need to make. Uh, big strides forward here rather than you know being steady she goes we have to change things so if this uh, represents you know a, kind of a refresh or whatever you want to call it then uh, i'm all for it because we need to change because we need to get a, we need to get a winning team on the pitch that will be in trophies so we need a we need a better return and if uh, a change of uh, the captain of the ship is what's required you know ultimately uh, Stuart Robertson was not, you know, in terms of overall strategy, he would have just been implementing whatever the the, the owners of the club were, were directing him towards. So I'm looking for a wee bit more imagination. I'm looking us to be bolder than, uh, than we have been the last few years. You know, with John Bennett coming in, obviously, as chairman and uh, passing that on to James Bisgrove, where we have to uh, shake things up a bit. I think shake the tree would be uh, maybe putting it in a nutshell. Yeah, no, no, that, that, and, and Andy Curry's sent in a, a question here. Are you, are you boys the same guys that, you know, in terms of James Bisgrove, then he, he's he's the man that will be coming in to take that that position. Um, you, you just mentioned there that you, you're not too too sort of worried about it. I've seen a lot um, of comments on it about him never doing that role before. Um, but but in, in fairness to, to Bisgrove, the commercial side of the football club's gone, gone through the roof since he's, he's come and, and that that is fact you look at the, the numbers that we've got in in, in there um, this is a completely different role though but I do like his statement he said that his main aim is now to get help you know Michael Bill get a you know a, a bet, better team on the pitch and to be honest as supporters that's all we we're interested in but it's going to be interesting to see how Bisgrove changes uh, his role and, and if he's capable of doing it yeah I think uh, he's he's learning on the job. Um, I'd say, uh, which with the right kind of people around him could be fine. I think we we I'd, I'd hope that he was kind of learning on the job for that taking over before he was just shoved into the role. Um, I'm hoping that he he has a good enough kind of idea of what he's stepping into. Um. Again, as I don't know if it's I'm I'm the younger part of the kind of podcast, but I think a younger face can only be a good thing. Um, I know he's made a couple of mistakes in his previous role, but from what I've seen from him, I think he's he's more than well more than happy to take responsibility and 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 point out where he's cocked up in the past, and and hopefully that will be a that will be a learning learning point for him to remember going forward. Um, and I think. Uh, only on to bigger and better things. Yeah, let, let, let's hope so. Uh, Davey P, uh, again, just, just on James Bisgrove then, as I said, he has done a lot of good. Um, the only sort of black mark I've got against him was the old Australia sort of fiasco, um, which he, he was the one that come out and faced that. And and uh, probably another thing as well was the, you know, the deal we done with the Bitcoin on, on the back of the shirts that went bust. I thought that was quite a, an embarrassing one, but Look, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of looking at the negatives. I think that he's done a lot more positives. But do you have any sort of, you know, worries about him coming in and, and, and being that man that that is going to, you know, him as well as John Bennett, and I'll come on to him in a minute, but that will be the main two that the, the, the support want to see, you know, them turning the side? Well, I think it really depends on what sort of level of expectation John Bennett has, really. Because... We can change the staff, you know, and James Bisgrove's gone for what, from commercial director to chief executive officer. And I, and I don't know if there's anything you know, significant in the, the change of title, you know, from managing director to chief executive officer. We'll find out in due course what that means. But for me, I think ultimately for, for us to make major strides, we, we need investment. We need substantial investment. If uh, Stuart Bisgrove can, you know, lead the charge on that, and well, between him and John Bennett, then more power to his elbow, I say. But it's at what cost we bring in additional investment, you know, whether we have to loosen control 
of of the existing owners, shareholders, you know, whatever way they find to to make that happen, because ultimately that's what's going to be required. It's, this is all about money. Let's not uh, kid ourselves on here. For us to put a, a better team on the pitch, we need access to more money. How they go about that in terms of commercial deals or further investment in shares, uh, pretty much they, I'm sure they'll be uh, having meetings into the wee smoyers and, and, and these matters and but James Bisgrove clearly in the commercial department he's he's done a good job you know in terms of you know increasing the revenue and I think uh, he's moved his own leaps and bounds in that respect you know what he's going to come up uh, short uh, on a couple of occasions such as the angel of the commercial world in terms of you know the bitcoin thing and Australia you know when when all he probably saw was three million quid he didn't really uh, tie it to uh, three million quid with us going to be a, you know, the sideshow to that lot halfway around the world. So I think he'll have, he'll have learned from that. And at least you give him the credit that he at least fronted up when uh, <laughs> it wasn't quite met with the, you know, the reception that they thought it would. So, and, and they eventually changed it when the friendly gets sacked. So, I, I mean, I wish him luck, but I think it's going to be, it's, a, it's going to be a bigger task than just the personnel. And, and I think J James Bisgrove certainly has seen, shown so far that he's prepared to, you know, think outside the box in terms of acquiring uh, further funds for Rangers. And uh, so the more money, the better. And uh, I wish him luck in doing it. Yeah, without that. And, and just to sort of finish it, finish up on the on the ballroom, uh, because, you know, we've got bigger things that we want to talk about tonight. But but Andy, just on John Bennett, then he's made, obviously, put his own, you know, authority in it on things already, which I, I really like. You know, Ross Wilson's left the football club, which, you know, again, fan fan pressure, might that might have happened anyway. But he's gone in there. Um, we've seen Douglas Park as well move. And, and now um, we've seen Stuart Robertson. Um, so, you know, clean say, I've just seen a, a comment there from, from Fordsy, um, he said he would like to have seen John Bennett come out and, and, and speak. I think that I can kind of understand why he hasn't yet, um, because, again, results that Sunday um, and it's to take it away. If we don't get a result of the weekend, is, is that a time for him to come out? But I think this season's, you know, we, we, you know we've got something to, to play for on Sunday. But after that, it's one, even this and even if we do just win the Scottish Cup, it's still not 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 been a good one. Well, it's an early 2-0 to John. I think he's doing pretty well. Um, certainly got the, set himself up to get the fans back on side because that's not that's not beer in the bush. It was quite a toxic atmosphere. Um, I don't think you can make any other statements about it. That's, that's as clear as it was. There was you've got banners up at every home game, away game, or, or trying to without being stopped to get in the stadium. Um, you can really tell the fans weren't happy with who was in charge and they've got their wish. Um, I think we're in safe hands, um, which is good because most of my time supporting Rangers, we were not in safe hands. Um, I think this is a, a real bad blip this season. Um, for the life of me, I couldn't tell you what went wrong at the start with Gio um, on the back of last season. Um, but it did and we're... we're we're slowly rebuilding. Um, let's not forget that it can be done sooner rather than later. The rebuild can be complete sooner rather than later because we've seen it happen. Unfortunately, we've seen it over the other side of the city, how quick they can turn around a nightmare into a performing squad um, with the right people behind the scenes and um, bringing in the right players for, on the park. Then glory days could be back sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think this summer for the whole football club is huge, uh, Andy. But we'll we'll come on to a little bit of recruitment just in a second. Just last thing on this, then, Davy P. Um, John Bennett, as you said, he's he's made them decisions, and 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 you know his his new era is going to be different um, going forward in, into next season. Um, but but how you know on that as well? How you know important? Uh, is, is you know we might get a board that listens to the support now because the changes there's, there's no surprise these changes have been made um, you know quite quickly because fan pressure was just going to get louder and louder. Well, I think, as I said, I think the whole thing hangs on investment. It's all about the funds which uh, Michael Beale gets to to get his better players. I don't think it's it's any more complicated than that. So 
for us to get a better team, we need better players. Because I think, you know, we've got the right coach in place, you know, so a Michael Beale will be capable of uh, taking us to the heights that we want to get to if he gets uh, backed. So, and I think we can go back a couple of years, you know, from 55 up to see where we end up when we don't invest. So if that means, you know, recklessness, then, you know, you certainly wouldn't be for that. But I think we have to uh, be bold. I think uh, James Bisgrove will be tasked with finding that money and, and doing all he can, you know, within the all everything that's legal anyway. So to, to get the, the resources that we're required to invest in, in our players, because I think we've seen over the last uh, couple of transfer windows, you know, from Stevie G leaving, and I, and I have my own thoughts on all of that, and Stevie G leaving with Gio coming in, uh, and, and, you know, is probably just another safe hand on the tiller. And, and so we've, I, for my money, we've seen a kind of steady decline from 55 rather than uh, progress. So I, we need to reverse that, and they need to come up with ways of doing that. In terms of communicating with the range of support, I think, uh, John Bennett, we should be open and honest with the range of support. And I'm going to kind of touch on something which is, uh, you know, it's people get a wee bit tetchy about. But, you know, in the, in the games at Ibrox this season, you can see from about, uh, and I think this is just a, a telltale of the overall feeling of, of the range of support at Ibrox at the moment. From about you know twenty minutes to go, the stadium just empties, and there's it just seems to be that there's a lack of I don't know togetherness in terms of between the team and the support this season, in, in terms of the our efforts to, to to achieve everything we want to achieve, and the 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 way that people will just wait. So a couple of games this season, I've I've got to, to the point where I start taking photographs in the last five minutes just to show how many people are in the ground when, when the game actually finishes. And it's no matter the score, it could be two, it was 2-1 against Dundee United earlier, and then it's 5-2 against St Mern, and there are about you know, less than 20,000 in the ground at the final whistle. So I think we have to infuse the support. I think we have to get back on board. And maybe uh, we'll just take a wee leaf out of Quep Guardiola's book last night when he was, he you know, faced with the same problem at, at the Etihad Stadium, he came out and, and specifically asked the Manchester City fans, stay until the end of the game. I think someone needs to come out and, uh, and, and say that at Ibrox so that we can uh, reconnect the supporters with the team. We're all as one, which was with the feeling that we got, you know, after 55 and into the Europa League run. We need to, uh, we need to have all the shoulders behind the wheel here to make this happen. So I don't think the, the supporters should get a free ride and, and pat themselves in the back and sneer down their nose at the board in the club. We've got our part to play, and I think the range of support should be uh, should should step up. Yeah, I know you're spot on there, there Davey, on, on a few things, but on in terms of what happened since, since 55, um, that is why, you know, the, 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 the foot we haven't kicked on. Um, you know, it's, it's been a big, big problem, and... If, you know, as I said, with Bisgrove Bennett, that that can't happen again. If we do manage to turn it next season, then we 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 go we go we go again. Um, we, we 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 had a chance to snap their neck, and we didn't we didn't go for it. Um, I think we actually played on for oh, they're so far behind. You know, they won't catch us, and and that can't happen. Um, in terms of the support, one other there. thing, Mason, in terms of the 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 kind of disconnect that I think has existed over the last couple of years, and you know. It, it won't bother me one way or the other, but there's obviously been a clamour for some safe standing within the stadium for the range of support. And I think in improving the, the, the atmosphere, you know, and, and finding ways of, of being, having the range of support right behind the team, uh, then, then I think safe standing is something that the club should look at. Because I know Stuart Robertson just repeatedly kicked it into the long grass, kicked the can down the road, and now he's out the, the, the equation. It's, it was never his problem. But I think the, the supporters and the club as a whole really should be looking at ways of improving the, the kind of match the atmosphere at Ibrox. And, and I think there's, clearly there's a lot of people want this to happen. And the Union Bears, you know, and where I am in the stadium, they're down in that corner. And, and see, but for those guys, as we found out a few weeks ago, 
the stadium's just uh, we, we we lose something, and I think we have to find every way we we can, and use every trick we can for to improve the atmosphere within you know and 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 improve the, the connection between the Rangers support and the Rangers team on the pitch. Anything that we can do to, to assist that is is a good thing. And if safe standing is, is one way of helping that, then I think it should be looked at. Whereas the, the board have just been uh, kept at arm's length. I know that it's been brought up from time to time, but they just don't see it as their issue. And and that in itself tells you exactly what they think of the range of support. That it's, you know, I know you're, you want it, but you're not getting it because we don't want it. So I think that has to be there has to be a better communication process between the board and the support and on, on issues such as this. So I, I hope things are on the road to improvement. I really think we need to get better at it. I think if you get rid of people that sell half and half scarves, it would be a, a good start. Um, that would be a good start, well, and hopefully that will kick kickstart the process. Yeah, we'll have them buried in a pit somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Leave, leave, that, leave that to the English football. They're, they're everywhere down here. The half and half scars. Leave them, leave them down here. But um, no, you spot on Davy and, and, and a couple of comments about it as well. The, you know, the mm. sort of or we only go back to sort of last season and see what Ibrox was like towards the end of the season. You know, you know, with that Europa League final coming, it was it was incredible. But the players have, have let their support down as well, big time this season, and that's why we're you know if we don't win Sunday, season's done, and Ibrox will be. Even emptier day um, because there's nothing left to play for. But that's on the players and the playing staff and and the whole recruitment um, has it, been wrong. But Andy, I want to touch on the the recruitment. Um, we've been linked this week with with a few players, and, and I'll try and get you know uh, through them. Um, Jack Butland, uh, this one's building quite a lot of momentum. Um, looks like it's a, it's a goer. Um, what's your thoughts on on Jack Butland? Obviously, he's not played a lot of football. And the last couple of years is on loan at Man United from Crystal Palace. Um, you don't say that often, but obviously third choice goalies, English goalies in England is is uh, what a career that is. Uh, don't play, but you get paid an absolute uh, fortune. But um, what, yeah, what's your thoughts on, on on him potentially becoming the new Rangers number one? First of all, I'd like to say Alan McGregor, there is no denying his history at the club, his achievements at the club, but Anybody other than McGregor next season would be, and McLaughlin would be just fine by, by me. Um, Butland's an interesting one because on his day, he was, he was a really good talent down south, um, really kind of knocking on the doors of the England team. And um, a, few, a few years ago, you'd be paying quite a lot of money for him. Um, I just don't know what's happened to him. It's, it's one of those mysteries with certain footballers where you can be riding high one day and then struggling to find your next big paycheck in down south. Um again it's, it's a similar it's a similar kind of deal to Cantwell where you've got you've, you've you know what you can get from him. It's just about how do we get him back to that and I'm hoping that if Rangers go for it, which they look like they're gonna do, that we can only hope he can get back to that upset that the high upside that we know he, he can have. Um he's still quite a, a rather young keeper which is a lot better than 67 year old Alan McGregor this season. Um, so yeah, I think a goalie was a must this summer. And if it's Jack Button, then at least we're, we're being proactive and, and picking before the end of the season or before, or before the first game of next season, which we probably would have done. Yeah, no, no, about that, you, you said there he's a good age 30 for a goalkeeper, is a, I think a really good age. Davey P, what, what's your thoughts on, on Jack Button? Obviously, ex international keeper, I think Andy just said there, lost his way. Uh, when he was at Stoke, he was, you know, the potential to be the next England number one and and go on to bigger and better things. That hasn't happened. Um, and I can see, again, I don't want to bring the other side of the city in, into this, but, you know, I see a lot of similar, you know, with Joe Hart before he, he joined them. Um, I see that quite similar with, with Jack Butland. He's six foot five, um, good at taking crosses, um, which love, <laughs> which is something, again, we, we haven't seen for a while, but are you in favour of this one, Davy? I think it, it, it looks like a deal that would suit both parties. It really does because the it, I'm hoping that the attitude of Jack Butland is that uh, get me to Ibrooks as soon as possible because you know he's he's a, as you said he's of a perfect age, thirty. You know he should be coming into the the, the best years of his career. You know, and it's it's really just about the 
what what type of character Jack Butland is. If he sees this as you know, he should be pushing people out the way to get to Ibrox, you know, for the opportunity that that this would present for him. You know, as you said, for someone who's now languishing in the stand, you know. So if he's prepared to sit in the stand, you know, pick up the the, the salary, you know, and and not, and not worry too much about it, then uh, perhaps maybe he's not the character for us. But if he's uh, kicking his heels in the stand, you know, and bursting to get out there, and you know, because you know, you'll be a long time retired. So he's looking to, uh, you know, make a, an impression, you know, as a, as a professional football player. Then I think Rangers would give him, you know, a, a fantastic opportunity to do that for Jack Button to show, you know, the type of player that he is. Uh, as you said, you know, he's a, a full international with England. Uh, then Clyde clearly has the ability. So it's, it's a question of, of attitude, but. If Michael Beale's satisfied with that, then I think this is a it's a perfect deal. Yeah, I've seen I've seen just seen a couple of comments there, Davy, about uh, Butland and and you know a couple that are questioning it. And, and I said I've seen Curry there say about his confidence. Um, exactly the same with Todd Cantwell. Um, by the way, if them if him and Jack Butland are in England, confident, flying, they they're not coming to Rangers because financially. We can't get him, and and I think I, I agree with you, though. I think it makes sense. But if he if he wants to come up here, take a drop in in wages because what he'll be on in England, even at third choice at, at the bigger clubs, is, is 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 ridiculous. But if he wants to come here and, and get his career back on track, and he's got that attitude to do that, then I think that, that on a free transfer as well, I think it could be a a really shrewd signing. Um, and that's that's the type that I think Bill said he'll be looking for. Um, you know, in that in that market, as I said, Todd Campbell just point to that uh, absolutely. But Andy, next one I want to ask you is is Kieran Dow. Uh, he was previously previously linked with us when Gerard was manager. Um, he's obviously a little bit younger then. He's at Norwich. Uh, this one for me, I'm not as keen. Um, another injury prone number ten. Um, if he wasn't injured all the time, it's different, different. But he, he's out of contract. Um, he has played 23 times this season, but but um, do you know much about him? Is he one that you'd like to see us go and get? See, to be honest, um, I had a I had a thought just before we we started. We spoke about before the pod about some of the the signings we've been linked with. I heard the, I thought I heard a bit about another Norwich centre attacking midfielder, similarly injury crocked, but at least homegrown and a Rangers man. It was apparently out of contract at the end of the season that we've been trying to get for years. Um, Kenny McLean, I thought, would have been a better pick if that was the way you were going, especially if you're going to get rid of a lot of good Rangers men this season. If you're Arfield, you're Davis, you're, you're Jack, I'll have to go. If, if you're really wanting to have a, a centre-attacking mid who's injury-prone, then at least have him being a Rangers man. I'd say Kenny McLean would fill that, that hole. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I wouldn't want Kenny McLean to be honest, mate. But you know, um, either either of them players, I, I think we need to go to a sort of another, another level. Um, yeah, well, not not a fan of. Uh, there was a chance we could have got Kenny McLean. I think we've said it before um, when he when he first left uh, Aberdeen and he was on a free transfer, and we got Ryan Jack, and we didn't take Kenny McLean. After that, I think it was it was done. We was never. You know, it's not it's not going to happen uh, now. David, last one on transfers. Then um, today's news was Chris Willock, who um, obviously at QPR, left wing. You're looking at probably a Brian Kent replacement. Um, he's also out of contract, but he's got a year. I think QPR have got a chance to the option to extend that for another year, so they'll be looking for a fee. Um, Rumours coming out of QPR is that he's keen. Um, the only reason he went to QPR. Originally was because of Neil Banfield, um, who's, who's, who's Michael Bill's assistant. Uh, previously worked with him at Arsenal as well. Um, so that would be one. He hasn't had the best of season this year, but he's one that actually I would like to see us go and get. Um, his numbers uh, are not probably, I think he's got six goals this season. So not not outstanding, but in a really sort of struggling team. Um you know, just you know, he, we're going to be linked with probably more QPR players, no doubt, because of Bill. But you know, he's the one I think that that if we can get over the line, it, it'd be a good sign. Well, I think I, I'm for this just in the basis that it, it represents less risk than some other deals because Michael Beale knows the boy, so we, we he pretty much knows what he's getting. 
that's not to say, I mean, as long as he's prepared, you know, and it's fully explained to him what he's walking into, then if uh, if he's if he's up for it, then then I think we uh, we should do the deal because it's it's someone who represents less risk, who's who is a, clearly a, a talented boy. Uh, Michael Beale knows him. It seems, you know, a perfect fit. I, I think uh, I I would agree with Andrew. You know, I think Kenny McLean would be a would be a useful addition to our team because I think I mean he's a full international. He's he's in the current Scotland squad. Uh, so he comes with plenty of experience, and and you know as Andrew's quite rightly pointed out, he's he is one of our own. So I think uh, he's he comes, you know, as a volunteer rather than a conscript. So I'm all for that, you know. But it's ultimately it's you know Michael Beals will have so much money to spend, you know. Can we accommodate that? He's got decisions to make, but certainly the the winger from QPR, uh, he knows him, he likes him. Uh, then let's do it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just, just uh, last thing then, uh, transfers. And this one could be an outgoing one, Andy. Um, Antonio Cholak yesterday posted that he's joined a new agency. Um, his and, and then the rumours start. It could be nothing, but... Would you expect him to be in next season? Um, this one, I think we we obviously need to replace Alfredo Morelos. I've seen Curry just post there about Kamar Roof. Um, you know, could we lose potentially lose all three strikers this this summer? Well, I don't want to see Antonio Cholak leave. Um, let's just remember where we were at the start of the season and really build us out a good few times. We know on his day how good he can be. Um, that's that's the main thing is. That's the issue with most of the squad that's on their day, but that day seems to be few and far between. Um, I don't, I don't know if it is the confidence thing which we seem to always seem to have an issue with. Um, I don't understand it. I, I know he had a bit of an injury issue. Who hasn't? Um, I'm, I'm actually feeling the the hamstring going now. Um, but uh, I don't see, I don't see why he has to, we had to ship him out straight away. Especially if you are going to try and get rid of Morelos and Roof, um, another season under his belt in Scotland um, would be good for him. I think I, I, he had a, certainly had a good start to the campaign this year. Scored some really good goals, and uh, I don't see unless we're getting a nice fee for him. I don't. I, don't, I personally, I don't know the kind of contract ins and outs of what, how many years. I know he's he isn't the young striker as we think he is, but he's not. We're not pushing. I, th- I certainly have him in before Kamar Roof. Um, Obviously, I think it looks like Alfie's going, which is a shame. Um, I don't think... <laughs> the the funny thing which uh, i seen pop up today on Twitter was EA Sports FIFA Team of the Week and uh, Cedric Eaton with a, a Team of the Week after having a, another good weekend there. Uh, oh, how the, the, the time flies. Uh, um, uh, shame. Shame we missed out on him. Yeah, just some players just don't just don't work out for him. Um, some sometimes the, the football club's just just a little bit too big, and I think that was the case with with, with Uh Davy P. Then um, Antonio Trolla, would you like to see him here next season? Like his, his numbers sort of before uh, Bill come in and, and before his injury was was brilliant. Um, I would I would I would like him to stay another year, um, but I do. It depends what how we go about transfer business, but him leading the line. The problem that I've got with Trollak is. Would you play him Sunday? And we'll come to that in a minute. But straight away, I'm no, I wouldn't play him. So 
that's that's a worry sort of straight away. Big game Sunday, and he's someone that I, I wouldn't trust. The question I have in my head as to whether because Michael Beale has indicated, you know, that he is looking to tinker with the with the formations and and the style of football and how we want to play, and it, I think it all would really depend on how big Tony would would fit into that system or not. You know, because I think if we were if we're going to rely on uh, Cholak being there with, as someone who will be on the bench, you know, and if we're two one down with fifteen minutes to go, we lump him in the box and and you know the whole thing gets rather frantic. So I would be hope hopefully Michael Beale will be basing it on something a bit more systematic than you know Cholak being the bench for emergencies only. <laughs> you know, it's like in a break glass. And a type guy, you know, send them on, you know, for to salvage something in the last ten minutes. I, I would hope it's it's all a bit more proactive, you know, thought out than than if he's going to be on the bench. I don't see him being our number one, so I, I think Michael Beale would is going to have a different system than uh, he's not going to because when we play Cholak, we need to give him service as we saw, you know. And the, the number of one-touch finishes he he had at the you know at the start of the season was very impressive, you know. So that that that's the service that he requires. If we're not going to be set up that way, then maybe Cholax is not the the forward line we need. But you know he might just be good for you know as, as I said, sit him on the bench for the the, the emergency moments when it's uh, all hands to the pump, you know, as which we invariably see. So I, I I would really just trust Michael beyond this one and say because I, I I think he obviously the, the finishes that he was, the goals he was popping in at the start of the season before he injured yeah he was he was the man you know he was our first goal scorer he was our five pound bet every week but uh, since he's he's come back from injury it just, it just you know, looks a bit you know out of place I don't know whether that's as a as a as a result of Michael Beal changing the the emphasis, you know, and how he wants the team to play. So, but I'll, I'll just have to defer to Michael Beale on this one and whether he wants them or not. But if it's a question of, you know, getting better value and, and, and cashing in on Cholak, you know, with a view to bringing in someone else, then I, I would not be averse. I'll not be manning the barricades if, if Antonio goes. Even as gorgeous as he is, you know, I, I still won't do that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree, David. If we do get some interest and we can get go and get someone else, then I wouldn't be against it either. But, um, you know, we've got to keep some players for next season. Uh, that, that's for sure. So, Andy, then let's let's move on to the, the big one on Sunday. Um, you know, it's a huge game for me, for, for Michael Bill, for different reasons. I know he deserves more time. Um, he will get a lot of criticism if the result doesn't go away. That's just the life as, as Rangers manager. Um, but but in terms of the game on Sunday, uh, how would you like what what would you like to see us do? You know, is there anything different? Um, we'll come on to personnel in a minute, but but what 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 do we need to do on Sunday to, to get a win? I think it's a massive game. The opposition versus a local team. Um, it's going to be a lot of eyes on the game. I think we need to go and set ourselves up to go at them. Um, we cannot. We've, we surely must have learned by now that we can't sit and invite pressure onto ourselves. Um, I don't know. We have to kind of step away from the idea that we can counter-attack against them. Um, because it's... How can you counter-attack when the ball that you're trying to... This phase of play you're trying to counter ends up without the ball in our net. Um, I think we need to kind of bottle up that energy that we had to, to try and silence the the fans at Parkhead at the last game. Um, but to, keep it going for the 90 or the 120 and the penalties if needed. I'm hoping uh, that given the fact it's a competition that we, we won last year, um, we'll have a different kind of swagger about ourselves with the, the goal to try and retain it um, or else the season's just a complete write-off. And I think for the players to be able to sleep at night, they need something to, to give them hope <laughs> that they can move on from this season. Whether it's at the club or away from the club, I think they certainly need to have something they can put on their CV, shall we say, at the end of the year to advertise themselves or to at least put themselves in the manager's good books if their goal is to stay. 
that we we need we need something different. For me, we need something different. Some David, I want to. In terms of personnel, I'm I'm struggling in because the the team. I keep changing it. Um, one thing for sure, though, I, I don't want to see Ben Davis. I'd rather see John Suter in there. Is that fair or is that harsh? Um, and do you think Michael Bill will go with? You know, that is if Connor Goldson's back, and hopefully he is. But yeah, who's your pick there in, in the defence, um, Davis or, or, or John Suter? Uh, I would be inclined to go with John Suter, just as you said, Mason, and mix it up. You know, just uh, clearly we've had the same of starting off in the last couple of games, you know, and, but I think we should uh, mix it up a wee bit and go go for it. I, I'm I trying I'm trying to be realistic about the game on Sunday. Clearly, because we've got the same squad and our track record against that lot of late is is not inspiring. So I'm I'm almost kind of preparing myself that it, it, if it doesn't go our way then, you know, we just maybe just have to suck it up, take it on the chin, because the it will just make it even, you know, em, re-emphasise the importance of the transfer window in the summer. Because I think that's the, uh, Michael Beale's opportunity to, to change the squad. To do things differently, he'll need different players. So I'm hoping that, you know, we will go out there on Sunday, give it our all. You know, certainly there's encouraging signs, you know, in the game at Parkhead, because... We were in, we've gone there, you know, a couple of times of late, and and just looked like we didn't believe it. I think we showed a bit more in, in the last game, uh, and I think we can uh, just push that on a wee bit more, mix it up. Goldson, and Goldson makes it. I will be a very happy man uh, with John Suter, you know, and and see, I seen someone mention, you know, in, in the comments that if we play Yilmaz instead of Barisic, I, I would not be uh, against that. You know, so we, we we just change things, mix it up a bit, uh, but what's and, and get the attitude right. As long as the players believe it, go out there, give it their best shot. I'll take whatever result comes our way, and then get get to the summer, and then you know we uh, we will be the architects of our own <clears throat> success or failure next season with with the business that we do in the summer. So I'm looking forward to it. looking forward to Sunday. Have a right good crack at them. If we win it, you know, GP do daddy. If we don't, then it just re-emphasizes the nature of the job that we have for the summer. So, uh, bring it on. Bring it on. I like it, David. Twenty minutes to go. We still got to bring it on. Andy, then uh, David makes a really good point there about Yilmaz. Um, I, I would, I would, I've said for ages I want Yilmaz to get a run in the team. I couldn't understand why he was taken out after the Motherwell game. I thought that was a perfect time for him to get the rest of the season. Um, but I think we're all pretty certain that he won't be thrown in for the game on Sunday. I think that Borna Barisic will be um, you know, playing and, and probably will finish the season there, which makes the Yilmaz situation a, a really another question mark going into to the summer. Well, I've said that in the past and we've brought up Yilmaz in the pod. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, in my opinion, whoever's training the best, it deserves the shirt. And as far as I can see, it's been Barisic who's been getting the shirt every week. I just think, although, yes, I hope that Yilmaz will live up to the potential he is deemed to have, Borna isn't having as bad a season as people think. Again, we can always ch- talk about the, the cross and the back post, he loses his man. But see if you take out his his efforts going forward. It, it, Tav's not been doing it. He's, he's, he's kind of struggled to to be the, the, a wide threat. Um, it's not like even, even Tav's second goal at Parkhead was from a lovely Barisic cross. Um, mm-hmm. he's, I know he can, he, sometimes he has those those moments where somebody drifts by him but again he gives a lot going forward um i don't know if that's just the 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 big barisic fan i am um i don't get me i'm not a yilmaz hater um i like i like the thought of having Ridvan here for the future um it's up to michael who who he wants to pick if if Ridvan's training harder given he's given more effort in on the training pitch then of course he definitely should be getting that the start for uh, Sunday. I have the only small concern I have is that 
in a game like the old firm, is he is he strong enough? Um, we've seen Malik, who I, I think is quite a strong in the ball character, getting thumped the last handing game. You know, almost kind of, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he wouldn't get thumped. But he's he's a, he's a a character that leaves himself open to being out muscled on the ball or you know the sliding challenges. It's happened to bigger players than him, and he has looked He's looked. Um, like sometimes he has he has had issues with this physical element of the game, and there's no there's not a more physical game than the old firm. Yeah, see, I'll be honest, Andy. I don't think I've seen enough uh, of Yilmaz to make that. I know just looking at him, he looks slack, and he but he hasn't for me as another run in the team where I can really judge him. And I think as a supporter, it'd be fair to say that I disagree on Borna Barisic. That ball at the back post petrifies the life out of me, and for me, after. February last year at Parkhead, he, for me, wouldn't have played again. He'd have been sold in the summer. And he's, we've seen it over and over again, that fade-ins at the back post. And, and that is a big worry for me. But just as the, the whole back four, um, Davey P, the, these games are won in both boxes. And that is where we've been miles off it. Um, we don't take our chances when we get them. We're not clinical enough. But also, defensive, defensively, we're... You know, that then mistake we see at Parkhead the other week. We're just not clinical enough, basically, in both boxes. And that has to change if we're going to get a result on Sunday. Absolutely, Mason. I agree with you. Because uh, how many times do we have to lose that, that goal across the, you know, the, sh- the shot across the box? And we uh, we're just we just don't deal with it. And it invariably ends up in the net. You know, we, we, we have our keystone cops moments in defence. And uh, they take advantage of it. And then we'll have four shots and go at the other side and, and not score. So, as you said, you know, at both ends of the pitch, we we have to improve. So the I would be uh, tempted to to mix it up a bit. Uh, Yomas, I mean, the, you would have to say, I mean, and I, I think we're going to have to just get Ross Wilson's Bobo doll back out and club it again because we've paid all that money for Yomas, and you look at the contribution he's had this season. And we sh- we're not forking out that sort of money for someone who's you know featured half a dozen times. You know he has had the injury, but you know if he can't dislodge Borna Barisic when we're forking out you know that sort of money, then he was the wrong player to start with. So I think it's uh, we we need to make a decision. We need to put him in and wear it in the white heat of of the game on on Sunday and find out you know whether Yomaz is a goer or not because I think he could also be included in the you know, the fire sale of players, you know, with a view to changing this for next season because uh, as, I think as Rangers, the Rangers support have kind of collectively come to the conclusion that we've pretty much had it with the current squad and, uh, you know, there, are, there will be very few survivors, you know, if, if it were up to me, you know. But uh, so Yelmaz has got, uh, it's taken, you know, here we are now in April, you know, having signed them, last year and we're still not sure whether he's he's going to be our left back or not despite forking out millions of pounds it's it's, it's unsustainable that particular uh, way of signing players so I think it would be a uh, and and we could comfort ourselves with the thought that we'll not see Borna give away that goal again because if he plays on Sunday and gives away the same goal I will go berserk I'm, I'll be writing a very strong-worded email to Mr. Bennett. <laughs> oh, that, 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 I, I, do you know what it is? I've just, had, I've just got nightmares of, of Barisic. I think I was I was one in the group chat the other day and just said he can't be our mainstay next season because, do you know what? To be fair, he hasn't he hasn't been, I know it's, it's bad out of judging Rangers players on this. He hasn't been as bad this season, I think, he, as he was sort of, the end of you know last season, but he's still costing us goals at that back stick, and against good players, it's going to happen again. And yeah, I, I just the the whole Yilmaz one. I've seen a couple of comments there saying we could you could go back to Turkey in, in the summer, and, and and Bill makes a good point. So he's here for five years. Problem is that's the problem with our recruitment. We want players that are here and now, ready to do the business for us, and we've spent all that money on someone. And and and, and as I said earlier, I cannot judge him on as a Rangers player, because I haven't seen him enough. And I know injury is the other thing, but he's fit, he's ready. So why, why is he not playing? He's, it's not like we've got a, a left-back that's absolutely flying and that deserves to play every week. So 
there's there's you know that 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 whole signing for me is is a real real strange one, and I think it just you know goes to show that that the recruitment again has just has it hasn't been right. But but Andy um, Ryan Jack is injured; he's out for four weeks, so he's going to miss the game the game on a Sunday. Excuse me, and um, so we've got a choice of John Lundstrom or Glenn Kamara coming into this one again. That's another area that I'm. I'm really, you know, I, I, I'm kind of saying I wouldn't want either of them to play, but then you, you're asking maybe Malik Tillman or or Todd Cantwell to, to go and play as, as number eight, which I just don't think is, is their positions. But what's your thoughts on that midfield position at the weekend? Because again, I've said about both boxes, but, you know, this is this is where the games are won in old firm games, uh, the, the, the midfield. Uh, whoever wants it more in that midfield, that that's, gets the game by the scruff of the neck. And we've seen that time and time again from, from games that we have, we have won these. Um, definitely Winston over Kamara. Um, even from a, a, a standpoint of the fact that we've seen more of Winston than we have of Kamara recently, so at least when they're not coming straight in from the cold. Um, I, th- I know that John Winston was definitely not one of the, the fan favourites, especially with a, one of our fellow podders. Um, but. Uh, I, I will again. It's silly of me. I, I know I don't. I don't pick the right players to some people, but John Lundstrom is somebody I'll continue to back. Um, I think he. It's been hard to. He's definitely has had bad games, and I, I'm not afraid to say he's had a poor season. But the last few games, I know it's it's hard to take any positives from Aberdeen, especially for the first half. I think Lundstrom was. Certainly not afraid to get on the ball, and I think that's that's something you need to have in the old firm. Um, it's a game he he should know. There's no excuses when he doesn't he he won't know what is expected of him. I think he he did definitely look unfit in the last one. Um, at, at Hamden at least. Um, I think given the fact he's had a few more games on his belt since then, we're we're seeing him shake off the cobwebs. Um, I'm hoping that he'll go and have a commander's performance in the midfield, like on his best day. Um, he can do. We've seen it happen. Um, uh, I'm hoping it's definitely not going to be Glenn Kamara because I'm fed up with Glenn Kamara. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I, I think Glenn Kamara is better off not even being in the squad. To be honest, put a put a youth player in there because he's been he's been a, a waste of time. And um, shit again, another one that should have been sold last summer. Um, do, do make me laugh there, David T's, uh John Lundstrom. I know he, he won't be on his team sheet. I doubt he'll be in his squad, to, to be honest. But 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 David David P. That that midfield you said earlier, you'd like to see something different. Um, I've spoke previously about a back five. Um, at, at the minute, I'm kind of looking at it going: Do we go to a back five um, and play Ben Davis and John Sousa, but don't play John Lundstrom, or do you go to a back four and then you you know then how do you work it out? But What's your answer to that um, that that situation for us at, at the weekend? Uh, well, I, I I don't want us to start, uh, you know, putting round square pegs and round holes, you know, to terms of, to change things. We we really need to go with players who are comfortable in the position that they're playing. So, uh, I would think if between Glenn Kamara and John Lundstrom. I think probably John Lundstrom just edges it for me because uh, just he offers a bit more physicality. You know, he'll be a, he's not a shrinking violet. Uh, he's he knows this game, so he'll, he knows what's required. But I think, as Andrew says, he just he didn't look fit against Aberdeen. He's just moving, you know, in terms of his ability to get up the pitch from time to time. You know, just uh, there's just something lacking. Maybe it's uh, it's confidence, but. I think we, we, sh- it just doesn't look fit. It was as simple as that, and so uh, I, I, it probably will be John Lundstrom to be honest, because we don't have too many options. So I don't think there'll be huge surprises. He will go with pretty much the the system that we had, you know, at, at Parkhead. It's, I don't think it's going to be a million miles away from that. No, no, I think you're right. I think you're right, David. I've seen again a couple of shots for Scott Arfield, uh, which yeah, if Scott Arfield's played. 90 minutes um, in the last few weeks, but he's not been. He's, I mean, he come on in the 87th minute at the weekend, and that's the first. And, and then the week before, it was the what 80th minute. So it's not like someone that's got a lot, a lot of minutes in there. And I think we all agree that that Scott Arfield's best coming off the bench 
and making an impact than he than he probably is starting. But you know, I think that's why I probably wouldn't go with with, with Scott Arfield, just the amount of football that he's played in the last the last few weeks. And we want to be all energy. And I know John Lundstrom's definitely not that, but you're right. We want to go for the same sort of you know the way we pressed at, at Parkhead. That's something that we didn't do in the mm-hmm. final. And we, we sat off them, and, and I don't want to see a Rangers team, whatever happens Sunday, going into that game and giving a similar performance that we got in, in, in that final. That that's that these players owe the supporters a, a performance, and I'm I'm expecting one. Andy, last last bit then in terms of the lineup. Um, I've seen a couple of comments earlier. Ryan Kent, he should be back fit for this one. Does he come into your team? I can't believe this, but I've seen quite a few comments for for Matondo to come in. Um, which uh, I'm not too sure I agree with, but does Ryan Kent play this one on on the weekend? Um, I don't think he gets into the team on merit. He's definitely not had the performances that warrant him just getting straight back into the squad again. It goes down to the same kind of, in my opinion, it goes down to the same argument for Barisic or Bar- uh, Yomaz. I think if they, if if the players look like they want it in training, then you kind of need to go with that in the hopes that they're they're giving you their honest truth that they are they're ready. And they're willing to give their all in the battle that we know it's going to be. But I don't think Ryan has given enough this season to to think he can just waltz back into the team on the performances he's given us. Um, again, I, I like Ryan Kent. It's a shame we're probably going to lose him for nothing in the summer. Um, but my man Rabi, he's uh, he certainly anytime he's been on, he certainly, he certainly does something, and that's a lot more than Ryan can say he's done this season. It's something new. It's something. something that Celtic haven't seen before. Um, I think. Uh, I. I mean, I back him because I back silly players, as we discussed. But any time he's come on recently, I mean, he's he's done something, and that's a lot more we can say about Ryan. Yeah. By the way, I've seen some of the comments. I'm not suggesting Brian Kent should be starting at the weekend because I wouldn't have him in there. I'd probably go with Fashion Sakala over. Him or Matondo, um, but yeah, Kent Kent doesn't get in there for me. I think Kent is nailed on to start if he's fit. I think Michael Blue will go with him. Davy P, what what's your thoughts on on Ryan Kent? Is this his last? You know, sort of. I mean, for, for all, a lot of the players out there, this is their last chance to really give their give the support something you know back because um, it's been too long since we we did you know praise these players for, for the right reasons. Yeah, you're, I'm hoping that, you know, that some of the players in Alfredo would be one of them. You know, this is the last hurrah here, you know, so uh, leave, us with, uh, leave us with something to hang on, you know, so when we, we don't uh, cross the street when we see you again, you know. So, no, I think uh, Ryan Kent will play. I do, I just think uh, because Beal clearly rates him, he knows the boy very well. Uh, I think if he gets, you know, positive vibes from from a, a, a two minute chat with Ryan Kent that he's up for it, I think he would be quite prepared to to put him in there. So I I would expect to see Ryan Kent on Sunday. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think he'll he'll play if he, he's fit. Um, as I say, Michael Bill. But Andy, um, on Bill then looping it back in, but is it a, a must win for him on Sunday? Um, because I I, I know. Again, he's going to get another transfer window, be it no matter what. But my sort of worry is with him, if he goes, what would that be, four games? Is it be four games if he doesn't get a win on Sunday? Um, you know, and then we've got him, I know we've got him again, but that that's, means absolutely nothing in terms of, of the league or anything like that. But he, he needs to get this one early because the longer it goes and if we... You know all the changes we need to make in the summer. If we start, if we don't start the season flying, you you know more than me. The support is going to start to turn very quickly. Um, I think that the, the, the game Sunday from for Bill is is, is is so 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 important. He, he gets a win. I think uh, to most people, uh, when Michael came in, I think we all we could all have a look at ourselves and say that the league was done. Honestly, I think we all had to say it was a long, long shot, and I think most of us hoped that we could. If we were going to do anything, it had to be the Scottish Cup. If he doesn't, if we don't achieve that, I think it does leave sections of the support with that uneasiness about it, the whole situation. Personally, I don't really care. I think Michael has to be here till, then, till next season. That I think some people were certainly going over the top with, oh, he's not good enough, get him out, get him out. Where, where are we? We're just four weeks back where we, where we just were and we're we're restarting the process all over and over again. Um, 
And that's not sustainable. You can't have a manager for four weeks, sack him, start again, four weeks, sack him, start again. Um, the longer we the longer we, we we don't stick behind the manager, the more that the other side of the city are gonna keep making strides and the longer the, the bigger the, the so called gap will, will be. Uh Michael, I, I have all the faith in Michael. Um whether or not we get the result we want in terms of Sunday and, and the final that would be coming after that. Only time will tell. Uh, I think I, I I don't back in terms of the league. I don't back the people that say we just need to stick eleven youth players because if we do do that and we end up losing seven or eight, which yeah, I know we like to think so highly of our youth players, but a bad day can it could, then it could be bad. We've seen professional players get thumped. Even guys, Spurs is the best example. You've seen really good players made to look really really silly. And I mean that ended up with their interim manager getting sacked. Could you imagine what it's like at Rangers? It's a scary thought. Um, I I I just hope that for for Michael's sake, I, I'm not one of them, but for the sections of support who are quite cutthroat, if we lose on Sunday, it could be a bad time from heading to next season. Yeah. What uh, what's your thoughts on that, DVP? Um, again, must wins. I, 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 you know, you can, as I said, he'll be here no matter what happens on the, as I say. But you know, he's got a, he's got to pull some something out of the bag here Sunday for me. I think he's got to look at what's gone wrong in previous and and try and you know, so it's a 50-50 split. There's no reason why we can't go go, go and win the game. Well, I would, you know, is it a must-win game? You know, well, we'll say that all all the way till uh, the final whistle, I guess, but. What are we going to, to find out on Sunday that we don't know already? So we've gone, you know, toe-to-toe with them four times this year and we have uh, haven't come up yet. So uh, are we going to, is it going to be any different on Sunday? Hopefully, yes. But what what would be the odds be? Would you be? Would you bet the farm on it? So I don't think we're going to find out anything on Sunday that we don't know already. And the squad has to change. So I think we, we're just going to... Think long term here. Uh, I would, I would we, we give it our all on Sunday, but you know, giving it our all in the previous four attempts hasn't managed to uh, yield anything. So if it happens for the fifth time, who really is going to be, you know, surprised? Who's going to be surprised? No one. So we have to get to the, the, the work that we do in the summer is going to make the difference, not by squeezing a bit harder on Sunday. I mean, I think, you know, from the last couple of games, though, you can clearly see that we're, we're, we're way closer to them than, than I think we believe we are. So I think we just have a bit, a bit more confidence, a bit more belief, then and finish our, our chances, then uh, we, we can take them. We can take them on Sunday. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I think in the longer term, the, the, the difference is going to be made by changing the squad, not by asking the current squad to just... Uh, to get lucky, so that's that's pretty much what I, my view of Sunday is that it, it, it's we've been here before with the two sets of players, you know. But here we go again, and I don't think Michael Michael Beale is is can only you know do what he can do with the current squad. For us to change things, we need to change the squad. That's it, this, the fix is long term. It's not going to be happening in the next three days. <clears throat> No, it's bit, I, I agree with that, uh, David P. Absolutely, but you know, with Rangers, we want to we want to win things, um, and and I think that I just want to see, as I said, as, as I said earlier, I just want to see something different from Bill. Um, that, that that you know, again, maybe it is. I always go back to it. It's not, you know, Walt Smith's just always pulled something different that just got us over the line. I know the the, the play the players we've got at the minute are not what we had, and I, I know that, but. You know, I just want us to, to go and give it everything and then, you know, we, we go from there um, and then hopefully we can we can get a result. But gents, that's us coming up to, to an hour, just over an hour. So I'm going to uh, wrap it up there. Again, thanks for everyone for, for watching. Um, Andy, thanks for, for coming on tonight, mate. Uh, what's your prediction for the game on, on Sunday? Um, I don't know if it's my head or my heart talking um, in terms of that prediction. Um, I'd say... Uh, it's definitely going to be my head um, <laughs> from what I'm about to say. I can see it in, in my... I hope... I hope it's a 2-1 uh, potentially after extra time um, with 
Matondo coming on and running the tired legs ragged and either a goal or an assist. Um, and Matondo mania to run wild on Hamden Park. Um, yeah, that's that, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah, nice one, Andy. Davey P, thanks for coming on as always, mate. What's your prediction for the weekend? Uh, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go the same as Andrew. I'm going to go two one with uh, Ryan Kent to score an absolute screamer and do a lap of honour. Well, half half lap of honour when they're at full time, and we'll all you know wish him bye bye, kiss him on all four cheeks, and wish him all the best at Burnley. It's <laughs> a good thing about Hamden is he can put the ball. Up. Above as far as he wants over the top of the crossbar, and it still won't make the stand. You know that how that far the, the running track is. I'm not sure, Andy. You'll, you'll have a good go at it. <laughs> go on, I'll, I'll make it a, a full ass then. Two, two, one. Um, I, I can see both teams scoring in this one. Uh, definitely, I think for us to go and win the game, I think it's really important that we get the first goal. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with two one as well. Ryan Kent scoring though, David. I don't know if that's a bit a bit too far, but uh, his last goal was against them. It would be a, a good way, but I, I think he will start for sure. But I just as I say I think it's really important we we get that first goal and just as long as we win the game, don't matter how we do it, just just go and win it, please. Um, give give us something to, to cheer about this season. Um, but thanks, gents, and, and and as always, thanks thanks listeners and, and thanks for all your comments. There was. As always, a lot to get through, so uh, we appreciate it. But um, we'll be back Sunday to go through, hopefully, a good win. But uh, as always, take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 